want to welcome our campuses in this morning, first time for 2024, all the way from uh, Kaitaia down to Whangarei, our city, Hibiscus Coast, West here, Rotorua, of course, Sydney, and of course, we also do have Tuvalu, and we've got a great work taking place in Cambodia as well. So welcome, everybody. Great to have the family together this morning. You know, the one thing that separates Christianity from every other religion in the world is that it's not just a set of rules and regulations, a whole lot of do's and don'ts, but it's all about a personal relationship with God Himself, a relationship with the Creator of the universe, with the great I Am, with the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, with the Almighty God, the One who threw the galaxies into place, this amazing God who's a trinity of Father, Son and Holy Spirit. Christianity is about a relationship with God. It's not about a religion, it's about a relationships. And then one of the most important things in our lives is, is that we continue to develop that relationship with God because without that, we become a very, very religious people. You know, if relationship factor is missing, this is what I've discovered, that Christianity becomes hard work. You know, getting to church is a struggle. You know, reading our Bibles, our praying and serving God, it's, it's just difficult because we've drifted away from this relationship with God whom we love to a religion of observances and, well, I guess I should be in church. Well, I guess I should read my Bible. That's the right thing today and uh, do, to do. And maybe I, I, I guess I should pray, shouldn't I? That's religion. It's religion. Christianity is not about a religion. There's a lot of people who do that are not even Christians. They pray, they read the Bible, they do. Even get to church, but they're not even Christians. No relationship. And so you say, well, gosh, that's a bit scary. <laughs> so how do you get this relationship? And you know, any decent relationship is always developing. It's always getting better. It's not going backwards. Uh, if it is, it needs some help. <laughs> It's the same with our walk with God. It's always getting deeper and closer and better. Yes. Billy Graham has said that Christianity is like riding a bike. If you're not moving forward, if you're not getting closer to God, you actually fall off. So we've got to keep working on this. And what I want to share with you today is that I believe probably one of the greatest keys to relationship and a deepening relationship with God is having encounters with Him. What's in an encounter? An encounter is when you experience God's reality in a profound way, where you can say, I know that God is real. You know, He, he touched me this, this today. Uh, you know, He met with me. I heard His voice. I felt His presence. Uh, that's what I mean by encounters with God. And there's such an important thing. And, uh, you know, Toza, a great writer, put it this way, a genuine Christian experience must always include an encounter with God Himself. That's what makes God real. And the good news is this, you are uniquely designed by God 
fashioned and formed by Him to have encounters with the living God. This is not for a few select spiritual people. This is for every born again believer. It's for every person in this building and online today. You are designed, you are created, you are shaped, you are formed, you are positioned, you are ready for encounters with God and there's one heading in your direction right now. So be open to God to receive what He has for Him. You know, encounters make God more real. But they also shift us to a place of greater accomplishment and greater achievement. Because you get more of God, you're going to get more in life. Most Christians or many Christians live below their potential. It's true. You are capable of a lot more than you realize. But it comes out of connection and relationship with God. We read it in 1 Corinthians in chapter 2 and verse 9. Don't read it, say it out loud with me, campuses as well. Here we go. I has not seen, nor ear heard, nor entered in the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love Him. Tell the person next to you, God has got so much more for you. You're only just beginning. I believe that's true for every single one of us. Never settle for where you are. There is more ahead. You know, the glory of the latter house is greater than the former. So be expecting. But encounters are so important. Job 42 and verse 5 says this. I have heard of you by the hearing of the ear, but now my eyes, my eye sees you. You see, encounters move you from hearing about God, knowing about God, to actually knowing God. A lot of people know about God. A lot of people hear about God, but they don't overly know God in a personal, real, and a powerful way. Encounters shift you from knowing about God to knowing God, that personal relationship with Him. We see this all through Scripture. See, encounters are the pattern of Scripture. This is not the exception. This is the rule. This is the norm. This is how Christianity works. If you haven't had many encounters yet, get ready. They're coming. Job, in Genesis 22, you know the story. He wrestles all night with an angel of God. And then out of that one encounter, his name has changed. He's no longer Jacob, a liar, a deceiver, a deceiver and a cheat. So his character has changed. He's given a new name. He's called Israel, who's a prince with God. He's a God who's a, he becomes a man of God. One encounter transformed his life. Get ready for one encounter that will change and transform your life so that you are never, ever the same again. This is the pattern of Scripture. Let's go to Moses for a moment. Here's a great call of God upon his life. And we've all got that great call of God upon his life, but it all goes terribly wrong. He ends up killing an Egyptian. He's out in the wilderness. After 40 years, that's a long time, he has an encounter with God. God turns up in a burning bush that does not burn out. And he goes and looks at the whole thing and his call in God is restored. 
Maybe today you once had the call of God upon your life. You once had a passion and a fire to do something significant for God, but it's faded away. Maybe you even feel you've lost your call. Friends, get ready for God to call you again. Get ready for a new call from God. He's a God of the second chance, the third chance, the fourth chance. If you need 50 chances, God will never give up on you. Encounter, one encounter with God changed Moses' life forever and he became a great deliverer. See, friends, the point is this. It wasn't that Moses was some special, gifted, anointed, although he was, but that wasn't the key to his whole ministry. That, that, all of that that Moses did, he had all of that and he got nowhere. What was the key to his ministry was the encounter with God. That's what shaped his entire future. So we see that all throughout Scripture. Let's go to the Samaritan woman. This is a great story. Five husbands. That's a lot of husbands. It's a wonder she was still alive, actually. Anyway, <laughs> five husbands, and now she's with a sixth man, okay? And she has an encounter with Jesus at the well. In John 4, 29, she says, Come see a man who told me all things that I ever did. Could this be the Christ? Her encounter saved her from a life of sin and transformed her into a successful evangelist that virtually saw an entire community come to Christ. Friends, one encounter transformed her life forever. A woman of living in sin and far from God. People would have looked on her and thought, man, what a loser. What a terrible person. What a burden to society. But God saw something different. God saw a heart that could be touched, changed and transformed. She becomes a credible, mighty evangelist. Maybe you've got friends. Maybe you've got family who are far from God. Maybe it's a bit like the Samaritan woman, just off the rails. And you look and you despair and you lose hope. I'm here to tell you, friends, one touch from God, yeah. <laughs> one encounter with the Lord, one moment. See, that woman at the well probably wasn't even looking for an encounter. And your family member, your friend may not even be looking for God, but God is bigger than what they're looking for. His eye is upon them. If they're related to you, His eye is upon them. And God is ready to apprehend them. One moment with God can shift them from a life far from God to being fired up to live for Jesus. Come on, someone give God a praise in this place. You see, every human being on the planet has a deep hunger to encounter God. It's been put in us by heaven itself. And Jody declared it in the first service of 2024, and I believe it's a prophetic word for 2024 and that this is a year for encounters with God. I believe we're going to see it break out all over the place. It's my prayer that every single one of us will have not just one encounter, but many encounters with God, because encounters reveal God to us. And uh, then we want more of God. And so encounters, I think about it, they're like a drug. You know, you, you get a bit more, and you just need more. And then God gives you a little bit, taste a little bit more, 
and you just need so much more. That's my life. That's the testimony of my life. I've just had these encounters from time to time, and it just makes me hungrier and hungrier for God. It's like this drug that can't be satisfied. And I say, God, I, I need to meet you again. I need to encounter you again. I need to get closer to you again. God, I want more of you. And it's, it's a wonderful thing because each encounter makes God more real, and each encounter satisfies your life. That much more because that's the way God works it. Then there's Charles Finney. He's seized by this conviction of sin. So he runs into the woods and he has this encounter with God. He's powerfully touched by God. And from that moment in his life, he was accompanied by the, wherever he went, the fear of the Lord. Anointing rested upon him. So he would walk into a factory. And without saying a word, people begin to buckle under the conviction of sin and cry out to God for salvation. One encounter transformed the life of Charles Finney, became one of the great revivalists. You see, friends, encounters revive us. And that's what makes living for God exhilarating and exciting. You step into the best life on the planet. You can search in every other direction, friends. All the desires and passions you have, and hey, many of them may be good, but I'm here to tell you that only one thing is going to satisfy the deepest longings of your heart, and that is to meet with God, to encounter God, and for God to be more and more real in your life. That is what will satisfy you. That is what will fulfill you. And that is what God has put in our hearts. You know, most of us are searching for so many different things. We want to be good at this. We want to be successful. Oh, God, open this door. God, do this for me. Do that for me. And we long for all these things. But I'm telling you what, friends, what you're really longing for is more of God in your life. You're just looking for it in all these other directions. And even when you get them, they may not be wrong. They'll never satisfy. Only God. Encounters with Him can satisfy. Now, Sunday at Elijah said this, deep things are revealed to you in every encounter with God. Just reveals stuff, reveals a word, reveals Himself. He reveals the things of God to you. Every encounter, that's what I've, it's been my experience over the years. That's how you get closer to God. And these encounters are for every single one of us. However, in saying all of this, please don't think that Encounters with God have to be dramatic. And you don't have to fall down and roll around for an hour. Hey, good for you if you did. You know, you don't have to meet an angel that appears to you, and you don't have to see a burning bush. You don't have to have fire come down from heaven. Encounters can be very ordinary, but very real. You know, you can have, I've had encounters with God just reading this book. You know, I've opened it up, and a scripture has just come alive and has changed my life. That's, that's one encounter. You can have an encounter with God in a time of worship. I trust some of you had one this morning. You're just in that worship and God just comes and something happens and you know that you've touched the reality of God. It may happen in a time of prayer. You're just praying away and you're praying for different. Suddenly you, you pray in a certain direction and, and you just you meet with God or, you, or maybe you just hear His voice. You know, it's, it's, it can happen in so, so many different ways. I think it was... Uh, who was it? One of the <clears throat> great men of God. I can't remember. It might have been C.S. Law. So one of those guys, uh, he, he was an, didn't believe in God. He'd walked away from God. And then he's in the back of a, on a motorbike in the back of one of those carts they had. And he'd been driven, riding to the zoo. And on his way to the zoo, suddenly God became real to him. In just a moment, in, in the, on a motorbike, the back of a motorbike, going to the zoo. 
He said, I left, he said, before I went, he said, I didn't believe in God. I came, got to the zoo and I'd been, I'd been encountered God and had become a born again Christian. <clears throat> Can happen anywhere, friends. In your car, on the way home, walking to school, walking to work, you know, in your office. But these are real things. And uh, it's, as I said, they're for everything. But then what I want to say is when we lose encounters, when the church loses encounters, when Christians lose encounter, then we lose our passion. God becomes less real. And eventually we become religious. And as I said before, when we become religious, it's all hard work. Yeah. Oh, I guess I should go to church. Oh, I guess I, I really guess I should pray. And I, you know, yeah, yeah, I need to serve somewhere, don't I? It's, it's the right thing to do. So once we've lost the encounters, it's hard work. And it's challenging and it's difficult. And it becomes less and less enjoyable. And so, friends, this book loses its appeal. Living for God loses its attraction. The world begins to be a bit more exciting. You start to look out there and think, oh, that, that might satisfy me. Oh, I think I need to go after that now. And so we start going, we get drawn towards the world. Friends, because we've lost these encounters with God that make Him so real and make Him the thing that we desire more than anything else. And so, friends, we... As a church, and as Church Unlimited across our campuses, I believe we need to fight for every Christian having regular encounters with God on a regular basis. Friends, we got to fight for this thing. we got to go after this thing. We can't be satisfied without it. We can't continue church and, and living for God without meeting with Him, without irregular encounters with Him. Friends, so that we can keep God real, keep Him alive in our hearts, keep our passion burning, be excited about Jesus, uh, Lord, be on fire for Him. And so people will see, people will even see that how much we love God and how much our faith means to us. So friends, we got to fight for this. We can't let it go. We can't, you know, we can't live without that. We can't go service after service and not see these people, these encounters that God wants us to have. See, my vision is to see every person in Church Unlimited revived, on fire, passionate for God, sold out, serving Him, living for Him with everything that they have got. Every person, every campus, on fire, living for Jesus, the church revived, and then spread that into the nation and beyond us as well. And friends, really, that's what New Zealand and beyond is all about. That's why we've called it Revive. That's why it's called Revive. It's not just a fancy title. It's a vision. It's a dream. It's a calling. It's a passion to see our lives revive, see church unlimited revive, to see the church of New Zealand revive because only a revived church can impact society. Only a revived church can change lives. Only a revived church can bring family and friends to Christ. We need to be revived so we can fulfill effectively what God has called us to do. If you can help us do that, that would be fantastic. You know, life presents us with many challenges. And... Uh, being revived and encounters is a key to getting through. You see, we need to be able to find God, encounter Him in the dark night of the soul. 
when all hell breaks loose, when everything's pear-shaped and life's just not working out, what are you going to do in that moment? Like David at Ziglag, where everything was gone, city was burned down, some men wanting to stone him, children have been taken, wives been taken. He's at the crisis of his life. He's at the bottom of the pit. But you all know the story. Well, I hope you know it. He was able to reach out to God. And he's able to encounter God in the midnight hour. And out of that, friends, he didn't go down in despair. But he became Israel's greatest king. It's an encounter. It's a meeting with God that got him through. Whatever you're facing here today, no matter how dark the hour, how deep the trial, how great the problem, friends, if you can reach out and touch heaven, if you can reach out and meet God, he will get you through. Because a great danger of trials, friends, and I've seen this happen, people either encounter God, meet God, become better, or they end up becoming bitter. And they go away from God, you know? And so we need these encounters with God. I was recalling a while ago, I don't know, maybe five, six, seven years ago, I can't recall. And um, I faced a, a situation that was incredibly challenging. Very, very difficult for me to handle. And I, <clears throat> something happened and I, and I thought to myself, oh, how do I get through this? This is so painful. This is so hard to handle. And I couldn't sleep. I was so hurt by what had happened. And I remember thinking to myself, I've got this church to run and God, I don't know how I'm going to do this. And I don't often get to that place where it's almost like there's a fear comes. Because you think, oh, I, I, don't think I, I don't think I can get through this one. I don't know if you've been there. And I just didn't know anything else to do. And I remember I just cried out to the Lord. And then in His grace and mercy, I had an encounter with God. And in this encounter, I recall it. What simply happened is somehow I took what happened, took that event, took what was happening to me, and I laid it at the foot of the cross. And I said, Jesus, I'm giving it to you. The reason I'm giving it to you, God, is because I can't handle this. If I hold on to it, I'm, I'm done. But I kind of think if I give it to you, maybe you can do something. And I don't know quite exactly how it happened. But it's, it's like God said to me, just leave it with me. It's going to be okay. I've got it all under control. I just remember this peace filled my heart and never went away. An encounter got me through. That's why they're so important. So important. So I want to ask a question now. Is how can we position ourselves for encounter? As I said, our New Zealand Beyond Conference, the theme is revived. And we believe that's a prophetic word 
for those who will come along and join with us. <clears throat> We're praying that this year's conference, more than any other conference, will be marked by encounters with God. For those of you who came last year, the most significant thing about last year's conference was the 120 plus my stories that were handed in by people who had an encounter with God at some level. It was extraordinary. I've never been in a conference anywhere in the world where there'd be so many people who had a moment, who had an encounter, who were touched by heaven, whose lives were changed and transformed, enough to put it in writing and send it into us. We've gathered them together, and that's probably, it's clearly the best conference we have ever had by a long way. But I believe this year is going to take it to a whole new level beyond what we had this year. It's going to go to another place. And uh, that's why I think God's given us the, the title of Revive. Let me just share with you just a, a few of the stories that came through. There's, some of them are amazing. This man had a stroke. He had no feeling in his arm and he had other complications. And, uh, and then at New Zealand and beyond, in one of those services, he was completely healed by the power of God. From a stroke to complete healing. There's another person came with a severe back pain for many years. They felt warmth over their body and they were healed during the time of worship. There's another man. He said, I've been walking with God for 40 years. Imagine that. He said, I felt the presence of God stronger in New Zealand and beyond than ever before. I'm hungry and I'm set on fire again for God. After 40 years of walking with God, one moment set him on fire, set him ablaze for the Lord. There was a lady came as she was struggling for many years with suicidal thoughts and with depression. And in one of our conferences, she had this encounter with God. She sent in an email testimony. She was completely healed, set free. She feels she has meaning, she has purpose, and she has a future ahead of us. One encounter with God at conference transformed her life forever. <clears throat> one of the statistics that comes out of just last year's conference, <clears throat> we have 30 people, we have recorded healings of 30 people through one conference. You need healing? You know, in the Bible, we see the children of Israel were required to gather together several times a year to celebrate feasts. So they came from all over Israel into one place. And it was a requirement that Scripture that we read throughout the Bible that these celebrations of getting together were very important uh, in, in the life and the history of Israel. Well, we're all in one place, come to Jerusalem. And friends, this is what happens at New Zealand and beyond, is when we all gather together from across campuses as one family, we unite together. And I believe in that atmosphere, God can do something special because we read on the day of Pentecost when it says they were all with one accord in one place. All with one accord in one place. And they were positioned for the Spirit of God to come on the day of Pentecost, an outbreak of God that left, resulted in a revival in the nations of the world. But the key was, friends, all together, the family together, one place in one accord. So we're inviting everyone 
from our campuses, uh, right from Kaitaia through to Sydney, even Tuvalu, maybe Cambodia, to come together as a family, unite. Let's position ourselves for another Pentecost, for another outbreak of the Holy Ghost, for another move of the Spirit of God. My God, how we need God to come, how we need heaven to open, how we need an outbreak of the Spirit of God. It happens when we're in one place, in one accord, united together, crying out to God and seeking His face. Come and join us. You know, when we attend New Zealand and beyond, hey, we're just encouraging you to come. Obviously, we can't force you to come. But you know, when you set aside time to seek God, there's three promises that come into play. Jeremiah 29, 13. You will seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. James 4, 8. Draw near to God over a period of few days. What's the promise? He'll draw near to you. Yeah. Matthew 5, 6, blessed are those who hunger and thirst. That's why you come, of course. For righteousness, they shall be filled. We all know the best encounters that we hear about are from things like camps, conferences, when people get together for over a period of a few days, it creates this atmosphere where God is able to do amazing things. So when we set aside a few days to seek God, to draw near, to hunger, we are positioned for an encounter with Him. By the way, I should mention this year, we've changed the timing of our programs. So the conferences each each day starts at one o'clock. So we're not starting at 9.30. I think it used to be starting at one o'clock through the afternoon and then into the evening. So if you want to come along, you only actually need to take one half day of annual leave, which is Friday morning. And hey, if you can afford to take that annual leave, you know, it's, it's no big deal. So we've changed it around. We just think it's, a, it's, we just feel led to do that this year. And so can I just think, one, let's mention one other thing about having an encounter with God. Number one, obviously, when we set aside time, if you can come along to the conference, that would be awesome. But also, when we're involved in mission, we're positioned for encounter. You know, why I say that is, the reason the Holy Spirit came on the day of Pentecost is explained in Acts chapter 1, verse 8. You shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. Why? Why would the Holy Spirit come upon you? Why would you have encounters? So that you'll be witnesses. Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, to the ends of the earth. I believe with all my heart, the more we're involved with the mission heart of God, which is reaching lost people for Jesus, helping turn this nation to God, that's when we are positioned most of all for encounter. And this conference, the reason it's called New Zealand and Beyond is it's a missions conference in a sense. It's got a mission heart to reach New Zealand and to reach the nations of the world. And I believe when you engage in mission, you're positioned for massive encounters with God and anointed to do His work. Do you know some of my most significant encounters happened? One when I was on mission in India. 
That's when God met with me. Because when you touch the mission heart of God. And the other, another one I can recall was when I was a missionary in the Philippines. And I'm not saying you've got to go to these places. But when you engage with mission, which is the burning heart of God, you are positioned for encounter. So that's what I want to say is that a conference with a mission heart is positioned for encounters with God. And so when you come to New Zealand Beyond, I trust you can. Please feel free to fill this form in even now. And they'll be waiting for you at the information desk. If you can join us, hey, you know, we'd just love you to come. We think it's going to be an exciting time. But when you come, just can I just say a couple of things? Don't come and think, uh, let's see what the musos have got. See what the song leaders got. Let's see what these preachers have got. We sit there and think, oh, yeah, not bad. Yeah, that was okay. That <laughs> was a bit useless. <laughs> I don't know why they have to sing that song over and over again. No, no, no. No, um, no, no. Don't, 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 don't come for that. Yeah. <laughs> come for an encounter. Yes. Come to meet with God. Yeah. And even now, begin to pray. Say, God, I, I'm going to come, but I want that, I want that moment yeah. that changes my life forever. I want that moment where I meet with you and my relationship with you is never, ever the same again. As God's children, encounters are our inheritance. This is not something out of the ordinary. Now, right now, you might think it is. You might even be sitting there, you've never had an encounter. That's fine. Please don't feel bad about it. Please don't. That's not the point of this message. The point of this message is to tell you that there's encounters on their way. They're heading in your direction, and you, you are going to experience them, all right? You know, it, it, it's, it, it's, I understand that, and uh, that's why we have times like this where we can have moments where we can meet with God, but they're part of our conference in the DNA of Christianity. If you don't take anything else away from this, in the DNA of Christianity is encounters yeah. with God. Yeah. That's it. It's in the DNA. It's what we're made for, what we're created for, shaped for, formed for, and so we can fully expect to experience them. And so we're going to believe at this year's conference that every person who comes, they'll have an encounter with God, that their life will be transformed. And I'm really believing, and I might preach to this a bit, some, many are going to receive a fresh call from God. A fresh call from God of His plan, His purpose, and His future for your life. I just have the sense that that's something that's going to come. And I'm pretty excited about it, actually. Because God's got a lot more for most of you than you realize. There's gifts and abilities yet to come forth from your life that are going to leave you amazed, leave you astounded. If the musicians or singers come and join me, please. So let's believe that at this year's conference that, that truly people will encounter God, bodies will be healed, captives will be set free, addictions will be smashed, relationships will be restored, marriages will be healed, and best of all, you will step into a closer walk with God and it doesn't get any better than that in Jesus' name. Amen.